You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Utes. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Brian, should we talk some advanced metrics and statistics? Stats that matter, Jake. We've got them all hooked. I don't really even know what I'm talking about, but the fans out there, the all six of them who love the Locked On Utes podcast, they want more. They want more. We're going to try and sound smart. So we're going to we're going to throw numbers at you. So I'm going to make up terms and throw numbers out there. Nobody's even going to know if they work or not. Nobody knows anything. You can't prove me wrong. Exactly. This is the internet. Yeah, pr- pr- prove that we're wrong. So we'll dig yeah. into that. We'll also talk some Cruton because it's always Cruton season despite what Dan Mullen says and then tries to retract <laughs> a couple days later. We'll dig into that. And, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on with the Utes. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. A quick reminder, though, that our title sponsor today is our friends at McDonald's. Since 1965, they've been serving communities. McDonald's has always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, without further ado, though, let's get going here on a Thursday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for November 4th, 2021. Thanks again for making Locked On Utes your first listen of the day. My name is Jay Catch, joined by the brown bear in the chair himself, Brian Brown, the man that makes this show go. Brian, what is up, my man? Just a great day to be talking University of Utah Athletics with my good friend Jake Hatch, (laughs) a.k.a. Jake Hatch, uh, the legend, the man, the myth. I don't. Maybe I dyslexic that one. Is is the man, uh, the David myth, the likes legend? to say this. Yeah, the the myth, the man, the legend. Uh, none of those. But thank you for the compliment, anyways. Perfect. <laughs> we're, we're right on track then for an episode. Well, we're gonna have some fun today, Brian. But thank you for all of you for making us your first listen of the day. Want to encourage you guys though to make sure you hit the follow button wherever you happen to be listening in from on whichever podcast provider you happen to utilize. We love talking all things Utah, and your guys' support is what makes this podcast go. So, Brian, we mentioned in the open we want to talk about some advanced metrics and. Interesting numbers out there going into this game against Stanford tomorrow night as Utah takes on the Cardinal out on the farm. and uh, So this comes by way of Stats O'War. And, uh, this is a Twitter account. If you guys don't follow it, he's a TCU fan. Let's be clear about that. But he does a great job breaking down the entirety of college football and giving you a, kind of a, a tip sheet in a way of what to expect from every individual game across the sport every single week. Yeah, Parker Fleming, he is a TCU fan. Don't let the TCU tweets phase you. He does statistical breakdowns and analysis across the scope in college football. He writes for Football Outsiders, which is one of my favorite advanced statistical sites. I think they're one of the few that does a legitimate uh, statistical evaluation for offensive lines and things of that nature. So this is, and, and for those who have been listening lately, this is a big one for us. You know, we, we rely on it quite a bit. Uh, it's an easy way to get content and to compare using colors and numbers, which 
for those of us, you know, who uh, never never kill but only confuse the, the like lestixia um, or whatever it is, dyslexia, you know. Yes, that that thing. Um, uh, it's very handy because you can always read colors unless you're colorblind. But even then, I think these are pretty solid because I think he uses blue and red uh, to differentiate it. So and, and it kind of lays out exactly what to expect from games. And this is not perfect. Let's be clear. These are statistical analysis that doesn't always indicate exactly what's going to happen. But right on its head, if you go to Stats of War on Twitter and you pull up the Utah versus Stanford advanced stats, advanced stats preview that he's got, Brian, he's actually projecting this game to be a lot closer than I think many fans might think it's going to be. He is, and I think some of that is just simply because of how these two teams match up against each other. Uh, it is a little bit... Um, Surprising though, he only has Utah as a 56% favorite to win this and projects them with 20, uh, 26.7 points in this one, whereas Stanford has a 44% win probability with a projection of 24.75 points, uh, where I think it's pretty evident that um, while the projections and the predictions and the win probabilities are a lot closer, if you look at the statistical analysis, this one leans definitely in favor of one program over the other. Yeah, and that, that's the thing about this is we're looking at an interesting matchup. The one thing I don't know about this, and maybe you know, does he fa is he factoring in that Tanner McKee, according to David Shaw, is questionable for this matchup? I don't think that's one of the factors in it as well. And that really, and that's where you can kind of go and check out like the line at betonline.ag, for example, and see, you know, where Utah is sitting and if the line's shifting, because that's usually a good indicator too, you know, of injuries. But this is, this is a breakdown just based simply uh, that, that's, I believe he drops them on Tuesday and does that simply so that you can compare teams' past performances and kind of project where they might go going forward. I think there is a little bit of a factor in this, too, for the fact that it's being played on a Friday night as well. Um, but the big things to look at when you're identifying this is, and then we've talked about EPA, which is expected points average, meaning the number of points per play that you're expecting to gain and or lose. Um, if you compare these two teams, Utah's offense versus uh, – um, Stanford's defense, there's a very heavy statistical advantage in favor of Stanford's defense on this yes. one. Utah ranked 83rd in APA pass. Stanford ranked 46 on defense. And so that's a pretty sizable favor uh, you know, towards Stanford. Now, if you go on to what we all are waiting for, which is the rush game, and uh, if you listen to our episode yesterday where Dalton Kincaid talked about how they got 290 last week, they want to go for 300 this week, this one's frightening. And Jake just gave me the googly eyes looking at it jake why is that uh well okay so you mentioned the fact that he kind of goes with red and blue numbers and the redder or the deeper the red on these sheets means the worse you are <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> and let's just put it this way so offensive success rate for stanford their pass rate is actually 38th amongst all fbs teams which is actually a pretty good number so you're you're, you're pretty good and that's a blue number but Rush success rate for Stanford here, Brian, 125th. Now, flipping over the defense for a moment here, Stanford can neither rush nor defend the rush because they're only out there. So the rush defense is 116th. Utah should be licking their chops, thinking, yeah, 300's no problem. Let's roll. Yeah, if you're Stanford right now and you're trying to convince yourself that you're going to uh, stop the run against Utah. 
Thank you. Not looking good for you. But I think what it really means is that if this Utah team is as tough and gritty and as focused as they have been talking about in all the interviews, this should be a game where they stand steadily in control. I think one way to look that is with the echo rate and basically what the echo rate is as we've explained in past episodes so if you've heard it before uh we apologize for the uh the repeat um but echo is a good way to uh, uh measure game control that's more informative than the traditionally used time of possession instead of asking how long a team held the ball echo asks how well a team held the ball this one, in comparison, Utah is at a 56.7 echo rate, whereas Stanford's defense is at a 48.5%. That's a 29th overall ranking for the University of Utah versus a 55th ranking from Stanford. If you look at their overall echo ratio, Utah's 39th. Stanford, oof, 130. Yeah. Like how many football teams are there in college football? Uh, well, well, at the FBS level, there's 130 teams. So <laughs> nerds are not good at stats. Oh no! Yeah, uh, man, the metrics are not looking kind for Stanford. Because really, if you look at this, the only glaring number that's uh, going against Utah on this is their rush defensive success rate. They're 107th, Brian. But as we already mentioned, uh, their offensive success rate for Stanford running ball 125th. They do all their damage this year through the air, which is just stunning to think about with Stanford because so for so many years under Harbaugh and then also with David Shaw, they've been a run team first and then pass team second. It's kind of flipped this year. They, they are a pass-first offense. And if their quarterback, Tanner McKee, the LDS return missionary himself, is not available in this game, I'm just seeing a hard time of how Stanford's even going to move the ball. And that's going to be the real question mark, right? Will this Utah defense be able to withstand, you know, the attempts that Stanford is undoubtedly going to make to, to be good in the rush game? And, you know, this is one of those ones where we're going to sit here and we're going to talk ourselves into this should be Utah running rush out over Stanford, that Stanford offense shouldn't be able to run the ball, and it's going to flip totally on us, right? <laughs> because that's just how it goes when you sit up here and, and talk in front of a microphone and, and try to project these kinds of things. That being said, the line has moved, I believe, an entire point since opening it's gone from six and a half to seven and a half according to bet online and as we look at these statistics uh it just doesn't look favorable the other thing too with the university of utah currently they are ranked 11th overall in the country in sack rate meaning the number of sacks that they've allowed uh just doing a phenomenal job the average line yards for them is at 15th right now meaning that they have improved drastically over the year uh standard down line yards they're actually second in the country and standard down line yards is the raw unadjusted per carry line yardage for a team on standard downs standard downs are first down second and seven or fewer and then third and four or fewer fourth and four or fewer and i think that's uh, an easy way to attribute what you've been able to do on first and second downs it was something they started out doing absolutely terribly early in the year they got themselves into a lot of third and longs that has changed. They're yeah. doing a much better job of keeping third downs uh, manageable and much more uh, convertible. Yeah, and that, that's the thing about this. So you're right. We, we can say that the numbers say this. The numbers say that is what we're expecting to happen, but only time will tell, and actually watching the game Friday night will ultimately reveal what we're going to see from this Utah offense. But 
If you just want to go off sheerly based on these numbers, sure looks like Utah should pick up a win on the farm there in Palo Alto Friday night, but looking forward to that tomorrow night. It's crazy to think it's tomorrow night, but, man, it, these Friday night games have been throwing me off. It's been We've been a really Saturday-heavy slate here in state all year long, so when we have that kind of that odd uh, Friday night game, it just throws me all kinds off. Yeah, and it's we're we're so deep in the season for this to be happening, and that I can get another concern, right? It makes it a shorter week of preparation for the University of Utah, especially with the fact that they played a late game, mm-hmm. albeit that game is on home at home. So they're going to have a schedule set up where they likely started preparation on Sunday uh, to a degree, and then had a little bit more of an accelerated day on Monday, so that you you hope that they are able to get their legs underneath them. You hope that some of those lingering injuries uh, maybe aren't uh, maybe get a little. Help health you know we haven't seen malone much la yep. again uh and and this is just a football team that's nicked up bottom line so you hope that maybe some guys can get back and, and do do some damage um but you know that that i think if i'm a utah fan here what i'm looking for is to get out of uh the farm with a win yeah bottom line yeah just, and just, not not we're not expecting a blowout we're not expecting to quinn and jackson to play the entire second half so just erase that kind of stuff out of your mentions um, you know, out of your mind, or whatever, and and just buckle down, get yourself some pizza because it's Pizza Friday. Shout out Reggie Rhodes, uh-huh. and uh, you know, hope that Utah does a good job of making all that ball possession positive. Yeah, to echo the late uh, Al Davis, just win, baby, just win. That's yes, all. Win. That's all that matters. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to talk some Cruton because it's always Cruton season. We'll talk about uh, some of the new offers going out for the University of Utah, as well as some updates. Brian, uh, Steve, the crew over there at Utah, doing a great job covering everything with Utah football recruiting. We'll touch on some of those notes here momentarily. First, though, we need to talk about McDonald's. Brian, Brian, are you a fan of the McRib? <laughs> Is that a joke, son? Huh? I'm just, I'm you just, trying to play with me? I'm, I'm, of course I'm, I am. I'm asking the question. I'm a massive fan. I had a McRib yesterday. I was at McDonald's. It's actually my first visit in quite some time. And that's The best part about McDonald's is you know what you're getting. It's quality, affordable food, and that's what we love about them being part of the Locked On Podcast Network and sponsoring Locked On Utes. It's a place where family and friends can come to reconnect, and if you're like me, Brian, I grew up going to birthday parties at McDonald's back in the day. It's been part of my life for years, literally. The play place was the place to be for a birthday. Uh, I did the same thing. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to go there. We talked about hanging out with Grimace and and the gang. Uh, you know, Ronald McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, who didn't grow up with Ronald McDonald being a part of their childhood? No, no doubt about that. So get to McDonald's. If you haven't been there in a while. We love this place. And did somebody say, by the way, a locked-on Utes watch party? I, Brian, I, I can't think of something better. If I can get a McRib, sit down and watch the Utes play, and hang out at McDonald's with some of our closest friends, I'm totally down. McRib challenge. You, me versus the listeners. Let's go. <laughs> That's dangerous, man. That is dangerous. We'll have to work on that. But absolutely love McDonald's being a part of the podcast. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect today. Ba 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 ba. I'm loving it. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen of the day. And Brian. We all know that Dan Mullen is under it right now. He tried to clarify that we recruit every day, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you can say what you want, Coach, but there are programs out there who actually recruit every day, and one of those is the University of Utah. It is, and, uh, 
you know, recruiting season never ends if you're a college football coach. It never ends if you're a subscriber at utzone.com. And if you're over there, you're getting all sorts of updates on the board there. There's no better place to be. Steve Bartle drops uh, a secret podcast that I can't really talk about, but it's there if you subscribe. Mm. And there may be some really super secret information about recruits. Uh, if you haven't been listening or paying attention, it's been a huge recruiting weekend. The, the past couple weekends for the University of Utah started off with some hometown heroes at the Arizona State game, namely Dallas Vakalahi from West High School. Lander Barton and uh, Carson Tabarachi, uh, three of my favorite prospects in state. Vakalahi is a phenomenal defensive lineman. He's going to serve a mission. Uh, should look to step into that three technique if he does decide to go to Utah. Tabarachi, I think, projects, in my opinion, better as an H-back, but also being considered for the linebacker position, has offers from USC, Notre Dame, uh, BYU, uh, I think Texas, or Ohio State is the other he, one. He can he can name the school he wants to go play for. He's that Yes, good. he can. Yeah, well, yeah. okay. By the, by the way, I wanted to... So, Tabarachi is an interesting character to me because, as you mentioned, they may be trying to target him for, for linebacker, but I'm with you. That H-back spot seems tailor-made for a guy like that. He screams Brant Keithy, and, yeah. and if you've watched any of his tape, he has the, the ball skills out of the backfield. He lines up at wide receiver fairly often in that Park City offense. He does a lot for him. He started out the season going both ways, and they just moved him full-time to running back, and I think it was a good move for him. Uh, he, he can play the linebacker position, and Utah is recruiting him as both. I think they lean towards the tight end position. I think Carson leads leans towards the tight end position. Uh, if you're looking for a good comp, I think Toby Gerhardt from Stanford might be a good one. Although I will say this, Tabo, he's got some moves. Like that dude's got some some fluidity in him, and 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 he's able to kind of shimmy and shake and cut mm -hmm. on, a, on a bit of a different dimension. And I think that's what really makes him uh, an impressive prospect at, at that kind of H-back position. And yeah, that's the interesting part about it is the the nice part is Utah at this point, and this is just my observation for it, Brian. I know you're more engrossed in this. You, Steve Bartle, the crew over there, you've done more engrossed in this than, than I am. But it is my belief right now, just based on the way the roster is constructed for Utah, is they have the ability to go and tell Carson Tavarachi, we want you to come in. And if you work out at linebacker, great. But if it doesn't work out there, we have the option of moving you to H-back, or you can come in and try either position and see if it's the right fit for you. They have the ability to kind of just uh, – not pick and choose but to be patient with these guys and make sure they find the right fit for them because it's not they're not immediate needs if that makes sense absolutely correct and i think uh uh i i think that's where you want to be with recruiting right where yeah. you have guys who can come in and i think the bigger pitch to somebody like lander barton for example is is that you know you are going to have positions opening at the linebacker position but also at the tight end or uh, at the defensive end position uh we've talked about him a lot on this podcast i think we both feel pretty um pretty consistent that that he's leaning towards utah um but there is a fight on their hands obviously with michigan and and john harbaugh showing up or jim harbaugh mm -hmm. one of those harbaugh's jim yeah um yeah the khaki wearing one although i think they both probably they do wear, wear khakis. khakis but jim's just known more for it <laughs> yeah, and John doesn't try to strangle his brother when they're in the ocean. <laughs> Good point. Uh, but um, I think him showing up to the Brighton game speaks to how how much Michigan values him, and there's a lot of 
you know, a lot of firepower behind what Michigan has to offer, right? They've got a couple dominant rush ends right now. They've done a good job of putting defensive players and linebackers and defensive ends in the NFL, but so is Utah, you know, and, and I think the biggest thing is that he, from from what I understand, he, he's been on his official visit. I think that was pretty impactful for him. You know, Cole Bagley was on here talking to him afterwards and, and shared some stuff with him, and, and Cole's kind of said the same thing, that the way he talks about Utah, there's just a little twinge of difference. And now all this stuff, none of it is, is true indicators, right? We're all just guessing. Oh, yeah. But I think that's pretty solid. Okay, so, Brian, I, I got one question for you. So, obviously, things are looking up on the recruiting front for Utah, but they did have one decommitment, and that was Darius Harshaw out of Canton, Georgia, Cherokee High School. When he committed to Utah, I was very excited because his film just stands out. And he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he just makes plays. So what is there to make of him opting to decommit? Well, if you've been following along on Twitter, Utah has been throwing out offers left and right. They got a commitment from Chris Reed. He's a big wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, also, shout out to my cousin, Chris Reed. Congratulations on getting your offer as a 45-year-old white male from uh, Utah. Uh, I think he's actually younger than 45, so apologies for the uh, for the old man game. But uh, I think that's definitely his favorite future Ute. But Chris Reed, if you go watch his tape, has really emerged. And so that's a good get for Utah, uh, one that they took. Uh, took on to replace Zion Steptoe. When you have decommitments, is one of two things, right? Steptoe goes to Purdue, wants to catch a lot of balls. He's going to do that. That's fine. Um, it's either that or else you have prospects that you value uh, ahead. So, sure. so likely with Harshaw, it's one of two things. Either Utah has asked uh, him to uh, has asked to move on from him, or he's asked to move on from Utah. Looking at his offer list, uh, I haven't seen anything that competes with Utah at all. He's been injured a little bit his senior year. So my obvious inference would be that that is probably something towards more Utah decided to go in a different direction. And along those lines, they had a visit from Zao Johnson, who is an athlete out of Idaho, Idaho Falls specifically, that I think if you go watch his tape, he plays quarterback and defensive end, that Utah is in love with him, and, and, and they should be. And I think he had a really strong visit. He came out with Nate Johnson and Jalen Glover, who are Utah's big stars in this class, the yep. back from Sacramento, who everybody was after the day after Utah uh, locked down his commitment. <laughs> um, and Glover, who is just, I mean, <laughs> if you've seen him play, dude, like he's incredible. Yeah. Like it's such a terrible comparison to make because I don't think it's fair to him. But if you really could mix Zach Moss and Ty Jordan into one player, that's Jalen Glover. And so if you're tripping Zao Johnson out with those guys, it's probably because you like him, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he, he plays, as we mentioned already, he plays up in Idaho. So it's not necessarily the best competition. He plays at Thunder Ridge High School there in Idaho Falls, but he's an athlete. And that is something I think it's kind of going back to what we talked about with Carson Tabarachi. This is a guy you can afford to bring in, find the right position for him, and then just let him succeed wherever he fits best if that's ultimately they bring him in. So... I think a lot of good things happen on the recruiting front, Brian, and we'll continue to keep you updated as we continue on here. It's always recruiting season, and like I said, Coach Mullen, you may want to just watch your words next time. Yeah, and and you know if you're if you're Dan Mullen and you're seeing that recruiting doesn't matter much, you might miss out on the Zao Johnson and the the Sydney uh, Mabanasaurs of the world. If, yeah. if if you can Google that name, uh, you're in for a treat because the six five two hundred pound wide receiver from Texas is also a guy that Utah's got on their radar. Yeah, it's 
lots of fun right now going on for I love it. I love it. For the Utes. All right, come up here in just a moment. We'll round out today's show. Catch up on everything else you need to know as a Utah fan here on a Thursday. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. First, though, Brian already mentioned them earlier today. We are brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Uh, basketball season is obviously underway in the NBA. College hoop season, uh, exhibition season tonight for Utah, going to be underway shortly. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action you can handle this season, Brian, right? Absolutely, and, and we've talked about it already. Um, that's where we go to pick out our lines. There's a lot of fun stuff that you can go do there. I think the best part about it is that welcome bonus for your first deposit. It's 50% of whatever you drop down using the promo code LOCKED on you know why jake because we are locked on to getting your skittles doubled and that that's the thing about it we 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 want you guys to have some fun get some skin in the game and just enjoy your sports watching experience all that much more you can head to the website now it's an updated desktop or mobile website sign up and receive that 50 percent welcome bonus just use the promo code locked on receive your bonus from football to basketball nhl boxing ufc right down your favorite vegas casino games online do not wait to take advantage of the amazing offers from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag, where the game starts. Brian, excited to talk about a new sponsor here on the podcast, our first local sponsor on the Locked On Utes podcast. Brian, how about that? We're getting traction in the local market. They like the cut of our jib, Jake, and boy, are we lucky because Intercap Lending is a great partner to have here on the Locked On Utes podcast. Yeah, I had a chance to go meet with Steve Carter and Brock, the guys over there at Intercap Lending earlier this week. Had a great chat with them. Those of you who are familiar with Locked On Jazz will probably be familiar with Intercap Lending. They are a local local company here that wants to take care of all of your lending needs. Whether you're trying to buy a new home, you're trying to refinance, you want to cash out, uh, take advantage of your home's equity, they are here for you guys to take care of you in any facet of whatever you're trying to do with your housing situation. We all know right now that the housing market in Utah is insane, but Intercap is here to make it as simple and as straightforward and as easy a process as they possibly can make it. Yeah, it's great because they're a direct lender with in-house loan officers processing, underwriting. They don't have those overlays that other banks might have that that can take longer in the process. You're going to be dealing with your own personal loan officer. You know, you got to go to lunch with Steve. I'm super jealous of that one because he's a great guy. And and genuinely, everybody that works at Intercap is really really solid. They do a great job of getting things done on time, quickly. And I think that the biggest selling point in this market right now uh you know um you need every advantage you can get to make sure that you get the house that you want and intercap is going to get you those advantages yeah so if you want to reach out to steve please do so you can call him 8385-800-800-8528-385-800-8528 or you can email him S. Carter at intercaplending.com. He'd love to help you guys out. And by the way, we got a special offer for all of our listeners here on Locked On Utes. They offer a corporate discount when you mention you're listening to Locked On Utes or you're Locked On Utes listener. And we also, if you guys want to work with Intercap, let us know. You can email us, lockedonutes at gmail.com. We can uh, get you in touch with the guys at Intercap Lending and make sure you are taken care of. We're happy to arrange a a meet and greet. so to say, and get you on your way. So take advantage of it. That's Intercap Lending. Steve Carter is the guy to call. Eight, oh, excuse me. 385-800-8528 is his number, or you can email him, S. Carter Intercap Lending. That's Intercap Lending, a proud sponsor with us here 
on Locked On Utes. NMLS number 190465, Intercap Lending. All right, Brian, before we go here on today's show, let's run down the other news that our fans out there need to know about. And I think uh, running Utes is actually something we need to touch on. They have their exhibition tonight against West Westminster. The Griffins making the short drive over... Your hair just barely, by the way, in this picture. <laughs> Got me all kinds of distracted, but we'll carry on nonetheless. That was... Okay, I wish everybody could see this to see this right now. We need to get on video. We need to get on YouTube soon so you can see this. Like, I look like a who from who. I, for those who haven't been... I really probably haven't posted enough pictures, but my hair's getting long. It's ponytail length, and I'm playing with it because... Uh, I'm ripping my hair out, Jake, because you're not going to be able to watch this Utah basketball game on TV or listen to it on the radio. You'll just have to go to the Huntsman Center and watch them in person. This is almost kind of a genius thing because we've heard all of the excuses about Utah's lack of attendance at the Huntsman Center. Well, when you don't <laughs> televise or broadcast the game in general, if you want to see the running Utes in action, well, you might actually have to show up and plant your butt in a seat. Yeah, it's a 6 p.m. tip, so if you're mad about the curtains being up in the upper bowl of the Huntsman, get up there and make them take them down. I've heard that they're willing to pull them aside any day, any time, so go ahead and pack the hunty and, and show us, show, show everybody that uh, how much you hate curtains, Utah fans. Yep, uh, <laughs> It's not curtains for the upper deck. Yeah, Norm Parrish, uh, obviously a, a name that Utah Running Utes fans will be familiar with. He was the director of ops for the Running Utes from 2011 to 2015. Uh, he's their seventh. He's in his seventh year as the head coach over there at, at Westminster, and this actually should be a decent game because there are local names. Uh, fans will be likely familiar with some people from Westminster. This is not your just random team you're bringing in from who knows where to play an exhibition. So I think it's a pretty fun deal. And as Brian mentioned. Force them to take down the curtains at the Huntsman Center. So get over there, support the running Utes, and enjoy some college hoop action. Let's also talk about a cool nomination for the Utah football program, Brian. And that was they were been named as a nominee for the 2021 Capital One Orange Bowl FWAA Courage Award. Uh, that was announced yesterday. Yeah, and it's, I think, a well-deserved award because this team has really uh, done a lot in the face of a ton of adversity. I don't know that there's – and, and look, I haven't done the deep research on it, but I don't know that there's been a team that's lost two teammates in the stretch of less than a year um, in, in such a tragic manner as well. So for that reason alone, I think just being able to survive something so drastic and, and, and terrible, that deserves kudos. But to thrive and to take over first place, to play the way they have for the athletic department, to honor those two individuals the way they have, it's just been – uh, such a in in encouraging nourishing experience, right? Like we talk all the time about turning tra uh, tragedy into triumph, and I think no matter what the end result is, this team has done that. They've created new ways of honoring their lost teammates that will forever remember at the University of Utah, and it's it's truly a beautiful honor. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, Brian, any other news and notes that we need to touch on before we go here? I have officially decided to go with the ponytail for the rest of the show, Jake. Hey, it, the, the, the mane is looking fantastic. I, I just got to say that. I keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, that's what we like to hear. Any words of wisdom for, from you outside of that? Uh, 
Not tonight. Okay. Well, fair <laughs> enough. The I'm, I'm gonna take. I gotta take a screenshot of this and send out that picture or something. That was the hair was looking glorious. But Brian, of course, you can find him at Brown Bear SLC on Twitter. You can find myself at Jacob C Hatch. Follow the show as well. Locked on Utes on Twitter. And feel free, as we mentioned, to reach out via email anytime. Locked on Utes at gmail.com. Until next time, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Utes Podcast for November 4th, 2021. And we will talk to you tomorrow on a game day.